Welcome to the Wild Huntsman. Thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, we're going to do some housekeeping. If this is your first time listening to the show, tune in to another episode because this is a break in format just to catch everyone up as we get into hunting season 2020, fall of 2020. All right, I had some feedback, some uh, great feedback from folks that asked me what has become of your apologies segment. I think the implication was that I had, I was operating under the idea that I don't have anything left to apologize for, and I do. I'll start off with apologizing to crossbow hunters. I was hard on crossbow hunters for a lot of my life. I grew up in Massachusetts, and in Massachusetts, when I grew up, you were allowed to shoot a crossbow if you had a disability, a doctor's note, something like that, telling you or telling uh, the license agent that you could get a crossbow permit because you were unable to pull a vertical bow. I felt for a long time that if I shot a crossbow or engaged in crossbow hunting, that I was participating in the type of behavior that you see when someone without a placard parks in a handicapped space or when someone who's physically able takes one of those scooters and drives it around in the Walmart with a self-satisfied look on their face. So I didn't want to engage in that behavior. And that's probably understandable, but I judged people who hunted with a crossbow if they were physically able to, not folks with disabilities, certainly, concessions must be made, and I'm all for making those concessions so that folks who have different abilities can get out and experience the hunt. The people I was judging were the people who were physically able to pull a bow and yet still engaged in crossbow hunting. I did not understand it. At the start of this, I told you, this is an apology. I apologize. My heart started to soften towards crossbows as I had two kids who I greatly wanted to teach how to hunt correctly and ethically and morally. (laughs) And I wanted them to experience this amazing opportunity. Now, each of these kids, as they grew up, as they're growing up, at 14, neither of them, and that's the age that you're able to hunt big game, you're able to deer hunt, bear hunt in New York State. At 14, neither of them will be pulling a bow weight that is an ethical hunting implement. I spoke to Fisher Neal. I interviewed him uh, for his Learn to Hunt NYC operation and... He's a uh, at hunting actor on Instagram, and he made some great points about the value and the worth of the crossbow as a introductory uh, system for new hunters. And I, I was thinking a little before that, but I started to really think after talking with Fisher, maybe I should get the kids a crossbow. I did just that, and set it up recently and zeroed it in. I may have giggled out loud. It was tremendous fun. 
it's ridiculously accurate. And this is not an expensive crossbow. I got it for next to nothing, but I think it retails for maybe three fifty. I want to say it's the Barnett Whitetail Hunter STR. Came with a, a cheap fixed four power scope, which maybe that's what you do with crossbows. It seems to make sense, fixed scopes. Man alive is that thing fun and accurate. I've been walking around telling my, my buddies and uh, people who aren't my buddies, people in grocery lines or whatever, that they need to get their kids a crossbow as an excuse to shoot a crossbow. I might just be hunting with that thing this season. I'll let you know. My next apology in the apology segment is uh, a pre-apology. I haven't done anything yet to offend anyone on this level, but I bet that I will. And this is my hunting season apology. Listen, family, family obligations, friends in need. If you need something from me, don't hesitate to call. But the rest of the world for the next few months, don't bother me. I'm going to be hunting. There's other things I'll need to do, work and, I don't know, commuting purchasing food maybe those sorts of things but if it's not an absolute essential and it's not an emergency i will be hunting i will be disappointing my neighbors as my yard looks raggedy they're already they're used to that i think my yard looks uh less manicured than others i I don't know about you but I, i live in the suburbs in a nice little area with filled with nice people probably some good people and they seem to take their lawn care seriously i'm not pouring any chemicals on my lawn i'm not putting any insecticides or any herbicides out there man alive what have we bought into what is this what is this foolishness that we're out there spending hours a week on our lawn or paying others to do it a lot of we got a lot of lawn care trucks come through here Anyways, I got off. I got off topic. I'm going to be disappointing people. There'll be a lot of people who think they know, uh, or they will have an opinion on what I should be doing other than hunting for the next few months. And I am not interested in their opinion, and I will ignore it. This isn't out of malice. (laughs) This is out of need. Is our passion for hunting different than everyone else? I feel like it is, but I feel like I'm on the inside, so I, I... Are there people that need to bowl or are there people that won't be living a correct life if they're not frisbee golfing, frolfing, or I don't know what else it's called. I don't know because I'm on the inside of hunting and I know if I don't hunt as hard as I can this season, I will not be right in the head. (laughs) It's just how I'm made up. Most of my hunting, uh, all of my hunting, this year that I have planned at this point will be in state and we're lucky. I, I live in upstate New York and I'm blessed and lucky to have the opportunities I have. I'll be hunting deer, white-tailed deer, and waterfowl and squirrel. And I think I'm going to try and get a rabbit hunt in, in late season. I've never hunted, I've never purposefully hunted varying hair, snowshoe hair. And I'd love to get out 
uh, behind some beagles and do that. You might be wondering why I said purposefully. <laughs> I did hunt, uh, went out to hunt cottontails in a place where varying hair and snowshoe hair are also legal, also legal. And the season was also open, and I did shoot uh, snowshoe hare. And when you're shooting cottontails, and that's all you know, and then you come across the varying hare, it's, it's really a different animal. Picking it up by its legs, the legs just kept coming up and up and up. <laughs> but I'd like to do it purposefully, and with somebody with some beagles. Maybe Basset Hounds. I wonder if I can hire anyone, if there's an outfitter that runs Basset Hounds. If you know anyone, let me know. Those things would be magnificent. I'm in the waning hours here, in the final hours, final moments where I'm really getting my uh, son, who's now of age for big game hunting, but he'll also be waterfowl hunting with me and doing a little squirrel hunting, getting him outfitted. It's a crazy task to do that. They're continually growing. He's got big feet now, but I know they're going to be bigger next year. So, Lord, I'm not going to spend that uh, serious money on good waiters. People wrote me uh, recently, a couple people wrote me recently and asked what I was reading these days, and I wrote them back, but I thought others might be interested reading um, one book at the moment. Normally I'm in two or three, but I'm in one book right now. And it's titled Grouse and Woodcock, The Birds of My Life. It's by Timothy C. Flanagan. Tim Flanagan wrote a magnum opus on grouse and woodcock. I'm going to flip through right now, just so I give you an accurate count. Tim's book is 413 pages of uh, photography and writing on grouse and woodcock. And it's it's something else. It is a impressive tome. I'm reading that now and enjoying it greatly. I'm going to have Tim on shortly. I've been uh, neglectful of getting back to Tim over the past couple of days, unfortunately, because I've been working late. And tonight, I worked uh, not late. Left early and put up a last-minute tree stand for archery season archery deer in the it's in the southern zone but literally just a mile into the southern zone of new york so it's right up close by and archery deer season starts on october 1 so just a week ahead of time i threw up a stand i haven't got to back to tim because i'm going to call him on the phone and i haven't been able to call on the phone before 9 p.m I don't know what your cutoff is. My cutoff is 9 p.m. I'm not calling you after 9 p.m. Seems rude. <laughs> so I'll get back to Tim tomorrow and get him on for the interview. I'll have this book finished up in the next couple of days, and I'm really looking forward to talking to him about it because it's quite an accomplishment. So I mentioned that I'd be hunting deer and waterfowl, squirrel, and maybe rabbit this year. I have no upland plans, and that's unfortunate, but I'll keep myself busy. Mostly I'm planning on um, bringing up that young hunter that I talked about earlier and spending time in the field with him and teaching him what's important about hunting. 
hopefully sharing some meals with game that he's taken and definitely sharing stories. This whole podcast is about the story of the hunt and I'm looking forward already to hearing our recounting our uh, adventures out in the field. My son and I with anyone who listen, anyone who asks and many people who don't will hear about my son and I out in the field this year. We'll be hunting primarily. We're not allowed to hunt from a stand in New York until uh, age 16. So we'll be hunting from ground blind. We'll be hunting from uh, kayaks and canoes, sort of, actually it's a hybrid kayak canoe, that are made into blinds for the waterfowl. I've spent a lot of years sort of in different duty stations in different states and figuring out different areas. And what I what I sort of fell into was for waterfowl was hunting skinny water near big water. And that way I didn't have to have a giant boat. I didn't have to put out 46 decoys. Uh, you know, that'd be a small spread for some places. I didn't have to put out a big spread of decoys and I could get into that skinny water. And I've stuck with that. I might be moving now that I've kind of settled. I think I'm settling into this upstate New York lifestyle. I love it up here. And this proximity to the Adirondacks is incredible. So, you know, I'll I'll be out here. We'll be hunting a little bit bigger water out in western New York where the flyway is stronger and where the flyway goes through in greater numbers. But we'll still be hunting out of those kayak, canoe, and hybrid um, blinds. Hopefully we'll have a little bit of snow for regular firearm season so I can do some tracking. And that's something I'm excited to do a little bit more of this year. As I mentioned on the show, I simplified the deer rifle equation and sold some black guns, some plastic guns to get a old-time Winchester 94, World War II era. Put a peep sight on it. That's it's lucky to find some new old stock on the Williams peep sight, the $5 peep sight, and threw that on it, and I'm looking forward to getting out tracking. All right, next week we'll be back to the regular format. We'll be interviewing folks and sharing important discussions on hunting and hunting stories. And I just wanted to say that I really appreciate the folks who are listening. We've been very lucky in our growth and the community that we've built is very important to me. I appreciate your feedback. We've been doing well and we've been charting in uh, places that I didn't expect. So it's, it's great. Denmark. Charted in Denmark. We charted in Great Britain. And, you know, just feel lucky and blessed. Recent uh, review from Apple Podcasts in Great Britain reads, If you like outdoors and hunting topics and appreciate some really thoughtful conversations, this is the standout podcast. Really impressed. Thank you. And that's from Adam572ADZ. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that review. It means a lot. Please feel free to rate and review if you enjoy the show. If not, reach out to me. Let me know what we can do. <laughs> I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know if it's going to change that much. But if you like the show, 
please rate and review on Apple Podcasts particularly. It helps uh, us to reach other people. And I love seeing this community grow. You can write and reach us on Gmail at thewildhuntsmanpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our website at www.thewildhuntsman.com. And you can find us on Instagram at the Wild Huntsman Podcast. Thanks for listening.